It's the S&M Experience with the S&M Experience. Welcome everybody to episode number two of the S&M Experience podcast. Whoa. Alright, so I have a question for the two of you. Wait, let's introduce ourselves first. Whoa, yeah. I'm your host, Matthew Miner. I'm Stephen G. Holmes. And I am Louise Chonky Gravy. I have a question for the two of you. What are your tactics to avoid a coworker that you don't want to talk to when you see them in the supermarket? Sneeze attack. Okay. Like you just you have oh you have a case of the sneezes, and you gotta get them all out, and everyone knows you can't sneeze with your eyes open, so mm-hmm. you just didn't see them that entire time. You kind of use that time to walk away. Okay, so you just kind of close your eyes. Pretend to sneeze a bunch, walk right by them. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I met you on accident because you saw through the sneeze attack, and mm-hmm. we were still like, oh, hello, miss. And I was like, achoo, achoo. Oh, oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> How about you, Steve? Well, Matt was wearing a suit made of Kleenex. Mm-hmm. It was very convenient. <laughs> what a he me just, cute. He just wanted to be useful. Uh, for me, this is a real easy uh question to answer because um, I'm un- unemployed so I don't run into any co-workers anywhere I go <laughs> nice you don't have this problem at all no uh, I, I go I go to supermarkets just looking to talk to people <laughs> I stay by the pudding I say have you tried snack packs and they'll say uh-huh and I'll say oh the chocolate swirls delicious have you given that one a whirl? Chocolate swirl. Give it a whirl. <laughs> that rise. Isn't that fun? What are you doing later? And then by that time, they've gone. They're like, I need French fries. And they, they've gone. And so, then you're like, did you try Cavendish? Have you, have you ever had Cavendish? You follow them you ever, around. Have you ever dipped a Cavendish in a snack pack? It's a, it's a, it's a, say, a salty, sweet, savory. It's a delicious little twist. Matt, how do you avoid uh, chance encounters at the supermarket? So when there's someone like Steve around, this is what I do. <laughs> I, I do you want to do, do, do a quick role play well mine's more action based oh. um, but we could do I can we'll, we'll do the lines of dialogue and then I'll then I'll narrate the action yeah sure okay do, do, do. Hmm, I need some some onions some grapes oh it's gonna be a fun party <laughs> have you ever you seen these grapes these ones are seedless some of them have seeds in them but some of them are seedless have you ever seen this before cut two Matthew grabs a whole bunch of flour. He smashes it on the ground, and then he kicks up the dust, and he runs away, kind of like a banshee act for a magician. Whoa. That's great. You're just like always. What if you're flour? not in the baking? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What okay. if you're in the coffee aisle? Or actually, that or is the do same you, aisle. Do you, do you jump into the supermarket, go straight to the baking aisle, get some flour, and then just go back to the start? Exactly. Yeah. You go straight for the flour aisle first. Get your flower just in case. You need mm. to do a disappearing act. Um, yeah, it works every time. What happens if you get the flower, you go through the whole store without running into anybody? Do you put the flower back or do you. No, that's what you gotta it? commit. You have to buy it because you touched it, right? That's the rules of the supermarket. So yeah. I have a lot of flour. You touch it, you buy it. Yeah, my, my pantry is just full of flour. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it all. I've been baking so much bread. That's why all the flour was gone at the start of the pandemic. <laughs> Matt was worried he might run into any of you. 
That's right. All right, let's keep this rolling. So that really dovetails nicely into the theme of this podcast, which is Dirty Dancing. Mm. Hey, do you guys want to read a sketch? You know I do. All right. Today's sketch is a real banger by your yeah, very I'll own... Yeah, I'll read it too. What? <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, I'll, I, you didn't wait for me to say yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Okay. Well, it's written by you and yeah. read by you, so it's going to be great. Whoa. But like a lesson in consent, Matt. Like ask and then wait. <laughs> yeah, Matt. I see you, the error. Yeah, ding ways. dong. Yeah, ding dong. I'm so sorry. It's time for a sketch. It's time for a sketch. Oh, yeah. We're in a house. It's nighttime. Russ Stunchy, an old grizzled man, is quietly reading a book in his bed. Outside there is a noise. Teenagers, loud, <laughs> laughing. Frustrated, Russ tosses his book aside and springs out of bed. He pulls back the curtains and stares out at the youths. Youths. Out on the street. One of the teens boots a can. They all laugh as it flies down the street. Russ bursts out his front door and marches towards them. You little hooligans! Some of us are trying to enjoy a little peace and quiet before grabbing a little shut-eye. Some of us have big days tomorrow. It's 7.45. A.K.A. a quarter to eight. Sorry I'm not a night owl like you, jock sniffers. I gotta be up at the crack of dawn so I can catch whoever's been putting slices of bologna in my mail slot. <laughs> oh, you think this is funny, huh? You think it's funny that every morning I open an envelope only to find it's stuffed full of baloney, huh? You think it's funny to be kicking a little can down the street? How about I kick your little keisters? Would you hooligans like that? Three little tough guys, huh? Too bad. They stepped into the wrong neighborhood. They're about to be served up a big old can of whoop-ass. And by a former private second class of the National Guard Reserves, Ross Dodgy. Ooh, what's that? Methinks me hear some knees are trembling. Uh, what? Who do we have first? Mr. Buzzcut? Buzz Buzz. Ooh, I saw Mr. Buzzcut kick that can. He's got quite a boot on him. What do you think of my boots, Mr. Buzzcut? The teen looks down. Russ is wearing one fuzzy slipper and one worn-out flip-flop. Uh... Hey, I'll give you some time with it, because I'm going to stick my boots so far up your ass, you won't see it again till next Tuesday. The worst part, you're going to like it. Ooh, and what do we got here? Look at this beefy little nugget. Do you have ball hairs yet? I hope you do, because I'm going to pluck every little ass one of those dainty little ball hairs. I'm going to stuff it down your esophagus so that your breath smells like little ball hair. People are going to call you Little Billy Ball Hair. Is your name Billy? It is now, Little Billy Ball Hair. And last but not least, Camo Pants. Look at this guy. Thinks he's SEAL Team 6. More like squeal turd shits. Yeah, that's you, buddy. You think you're Rambo. But the first blood you're gonna see will be from an anal fissure after I park my boot in your bunghole, you squeal turd! Quite pleased with himself, Russ stands cockily in front of the bewildered teens. 
So I'm sure after that verbal thrashing, you little hooligans will want to run some, run home and lick your root wounds. Or you still want to dance. Whoa, what's it going to be? Smash Cut 2, a news broadcast. Tonight's top story, an old, very sad man was found dead in the street just after 7.45 p.m. this evening from what appears to be a brutal beating. When asked for comments, many neighbors said, who gives a shit? In other news, we've all heard that a dog's bark can be worse than his bite, but for the little chihuahua named Daiquiri, is his bard worse than his bite? With more on this, all canine version of Othello is Kathy Cannoli. Kathy? <laughs> and scene. Ask the experts! Today on the podcast, we are very lucky to have an expert come in um, and talk to us. We always learn so much from these, so that's why I like to do them. I'm super excited about this one because I'm less excited about the company he comes from, I'm honest, uh, but he is the chief fragrance officer, Cash Ollie, from Axe Body Spray, and I think that might be like the best brand that we've ever had on the podcast. So It's up there. Yeah, so without further ado... Uh, welcome, Cash Ollie. Cash, how are you doing? Yo, what's up? Um, I'm uh, slipping it down, if you know what I mean. What do you mean, slipping it down? You guys know you can be uh, up top, you can be slipping it down. Huh. What? what uh, is this like slang? Is this. Ooh, so you are not slipping it. You're more like slopping it. <laughs> and that's a total boof. Oh, okay. Uh... Okay, um, anyway, uh,. You might as well just dunk yourself in some ranch dressing, you boofster. <laughs> that's boofster, gross. Okay. Uh, okay, so Axe Body Spray. That's, yeah. that's This is where you work. Oh, yeah, represent. And might I say, you seem very young for this role. I'm very surprised that someone of your age has reached such high standing in the company. Well, Axe Body Spray, we cater to younger people. Right. Young, hip, real slipping. And, you know... You got to be young to to be able to to roll with that. So I mean, I started with the company. Yeah, when I was real young, I was eight years old. I dropped out of uh, middle school. I went down to Axe Body Spray head office and I said, um, "Can I eat this?" I had like one of those cheese stringers. I was uh, I thought my mom worked there, but I was I walked into the wrong building. Um, but they said, "Hey, kid, what's your name?" I said, "Cash," and they said. That's a dope fucking name. And I said, yeah. And then they were like, what do you think of this? And they sprayed my face with uh, Axe Body Spray. It was a scent called... Uh, uh, <laughs> it was uh, a really popular scent called uh, Ocean Surf <laughs> Dogs. And <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to be honest. That smells like uh, like a cat just shit into a kitty litter box that's full of craft singles. And then it puked on it. And they said, oh, shit, that's not good. And I was like, what if uh, instead of smelling like a surfboard dog, it smelled like a surfboard hot chick? And they said, whoa. So, um, Cash, I'm really interested to know kind of like what fragrances have you made for Axe? And like how do you get your inspiration? Like how how does that happen? So I started uh, as uh, I moved up the chain. Uh, you start as a smeller, and then you become a sniffer, and then from there you go on to snoffing, which is you take 
big deep breaths of it and you hold it for upwards of 20 minutes and then uh yeah i moved up the chain i got to chief uh fragrance officer six years ago so anything that came out in the last three years uh those are all cash all the originals and what are their names <laughs> what are their names uh i'm so glad you asked so we got uh things like uh honey bucket and it's and then in parentheses it says we ain't talking about bees. Um, and then there's uh, one we collaborated with Wendy's. It's called uh, it's called Baconator Sunset. Um, if you want to smell like uh, a burger with like well two stacks uh, and stacks of bacon and cheddar, um, the girls go out for it. And that's you know that's mainly what I look for when I'm thinking of a scent. I'm thinking. Uh, what's going to get some guy who's out at the club, it's midnight, he's desperate, what's he going to spray to get the uh, dankest chick the dampest? Cool. So in that vein, what's next for the Axe company? Can you share any uh, in-development details? Yeah. So one of the things that's going on in this world, I don't know if you guys know about this, there's a pandemic happening. And uh, there's this uh, virus going around. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the symptoms of it is you lose, like, your sense of smell. Mm -hmm. So we're working on a, a special COVID Axe body spray okay. that is three times as pungent. So even if you can no longer smell, you can still smell fresh and dank. That's very thoughtful. Yeah. So, so far... Everyone has, it's caused nosebleeds on everyone who's uh, snuffed it. So, um, Cash. Yeah. What advice would you have for, like, other young up-and-comers who want to, like, join Axe Body Spray? Like, how do they become, how do they get to where you are? Mm -hmm. uh, my best advice is don't do it. I've lived a terrible life. Uh, oh. I I own uh, two houses and uh, they're both being foreclosed on. Uh, my mom doesn't speak to me anymore, and uh, I'm divorced three times. And guys, I'm only twenty one. Wow. Okay. Wow. Huh. I guess. That's but a... your last selfie here on Instagram says, "Living the life, snoffing it, slip and slide." And you yeah. look, like, super happy, so, like... Um, I guess, uh, sometimes, Louise, what's on social media, it's not what's really there. It's sometimes, I guess, like, a facade? What? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, not what we were expecting. All right. Um... Well... Hug your, hug your loved ones. Okay. I think that's a good spot to end it. Thank you for coming on the show, Cash Ollie. Um, those were a roller coaster of an interview. I thought Thanks, I want guys. to be you, and now I'm less. Now I'm pretty happy to be. Don't me. you don't want to be me? Okay. Cool. Uh, thank Let's you. Be again. Show. Problem, guys. I'm gonna go try to pork some hot dogs, and I ain't talking about beefy wieners. <laughs> Everyone, or the food. Cash. <laughs> that's Cash Ollie from Axe Body Spray, the Chief Fragrance Officer. <laughs> Now, a word from our sponsor. 
Trace Monster is foamy. Uh, the new mattress in town. If you ever wanted a mattress delivered right to your door and don't want to pick from all the other options, this is the option for you. It's got so many ridiculous features. Don't get FOMO, get foamy. Not for me, for you. It's got 53 layers of dense foams. All kinds of foams. Hard foams, soft foams, invisible foams. Foams you don't even know are there. Sea foams. Shows up to your house in a box the size of a small child who ate too many cupcakes. And it's got so many amazing features, like... It reclines. Sleep tracking. LED lighting. It has an alarm clock. And massager. Multiple USB charging ports. Butt heaters keep your tushy warm. Speakers so you can hear stuff. Cup holders for cups. A foot bath. Sheep counter. A divider. A bedwetting alert. A nostalgia mode. It transforms into a small, hard, frighteningly stained mattress. Facial recognition. For what you ask? <laughs> That's a great question. It has community sleep sessions. It's like Pelton. You can do it with your friends. Built-in Sega Genesis. Built-in microwave. Built-in George Foreman grill. A fresca tap. Chrome rims. Cassette player. It's made of marble imported from Turkey. And it's ad-free with our premium subscription. It comes with a life partner. <laughs> Just kidding. You have to find one of those on your own. Might we suggest reaching out to classmates from high school who recently divorced? You can sleep on it. Thank you, Foamy. Ditch it or ditch it. Okay. So today, we're, let's talk Oscars. The Oscars are coming up. Or maybe they're done by the time we get this out. I don't know. We'll see. And it's we, award season. It's is award the point. season. So we're All gonna the make, hot award goss is happening. All right. So let me ask you too. What do you guys think of when you think of Oscar bait movies? Meryl Streep. I think of period dramas often. There's a lot of like costume dramas that seem to be really good for those Oscars. Someone doing a, a drastic bodily change, either gaining a ton of weight or losing a ton of weight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and nearly dying for it. Or an actor who is showing that they can sing or like a musical talent that mm-hmm. sometimes does it, like, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Meryl Streep again. Meryl Streep again, but She's also. Just the woods. Meryl, like, you're not that great at singing. Mama Brad- Mia. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Here we go again. Oh. <laughs> yes, obviously. All right, let's make our own one of these. Uh, so, Stephen. Yeah. Let me ask you the initials okay. of your favorite uncle. Favorite uncle? Or least favorite. Um, we'll keep it ambiguous. Keep your uncle guessing. Uh, this is technically a great uncle. J.R. J.R. And we'll try to think of a movie title that uses the letters J.R. Yeah. What about Jacob's Realization? Ooh. Doesn't that just smack of some heavy-handed moralistic lessons? And you don't... It's very a lot of, clunky, I'll be honest. We could have a lot of debate at the end, though, like, what was Jacob's realization? We never really <laughs> address it. It's so ambiguous that you have to really go through its multiple layers. All right, Jen, you're making a face. I mean, I don't movies. love that one. Justice received. <laughs> that feels more like a... Maybe like an action, like a yeah, like yeah. a former football, like a former football player becomes like a bounty hunter or something. Yeah, yeah. it's Definitely. Vin Diesel. Yeah, no, we got it. Is there any uh, is there any famous people we could do a biopic? Oh, that's a good idea. Biopic on was it Jr. That's a There's good idea. J R R Tolkien. 
Jeremy Renner. <laughs> the biopic. What if we do uh, a similar? What if we do a simpler a movie? Basically, the Social Network, mm-hmm. but all about the Jeremy Renner app. <laughs> you guys remember the Jeremy Renner app? It had to shut down, unfortunately. But Jeremy Renner would always uh, chat with his friends, his fans. He'd put out music videos. <laughs> I watched one of those. It was, you know, it was actually okay. Yeah. Justice Received. Did you say, did you say that already? Yeah. Just. Uh, it sounded more authoritative, though, when you said it. I was more like, oh, that sounds like something. <laughs> what about Just Rick? It's about Rick. A guy named Richard. It's like a quirky, it could be like a quirky indie. Yeah, kind of like um, about Schmidt, but just Rick. It can be maybe. Let me pitch you this. It's about Rick. It's kind of like a sequel to, like a spiritual sequel to Forrest Gump. Um, mm-hmm. He basically uh, goes through the events of the new millennium, and you kind of see it through his eyes. So we've got the the nine eleven bit. We have the he does terrible in the two thousand eight financial crisis. Uh, he does terribly in COVID times. We stick that in. Um, just a just a real bummer of a movie. Like that's we're talking, a really depressing movie. It's yeah. super depressing. Forrest Gump did some good stuff. Who, who? Okay, here's how we're gonna derive this one. Okay. Think of an actor right now that you're like, oh, they really have to come back from this shit. All right, but, start with the actor. Yeah, start with the actor, and mm. then we'll put them in a movie. The one that popped in my head is he did have a movie that kind of turned his career. Uh, the guy that was in Looper and There Will Be Blood. Paul Dano? Joseph. Paul Dano. Paul okay. Dano seems like he seems a, he can take another swing at the old Oscar bait. Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt could also be. You know. Yeah, I can see Joseph Gordon-Levitt trying to take his career to the next level. Yeah, he really wants to. What if Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Paul Dano, mm-hmm. uh, we go with your just Rick idea, mm-hmm. and Paul Dano is Rick, yeah. and he wakes up one day, and there's this other guy in his house who's taken over his life, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's more charming, more handsome, and he's also this new Rick. I like that. And so we have uh, existing Rick, and then there's this kind of replacement that is his, his better self. This is that Paul Rudd thing. What? This is that Paul Rudd show. Oh, the clone one? I yeah. never watched it. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's but pretty good. But this is the same. It is. But it's going to win an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch that one. Shoot. All right. Shoot. But I like where you're going. What if they're What friends? if they're, they're brothers? Yes. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt is always the hot shot. He's always on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves him. He was the quarterback. And, and then Paul Dano. Let me pitch you this. So yeah. Paul Dano is really down on his life. Like He thinks that life has gave him lemons, and he's always so jealous of his brother. But then you kind of realize by the end, like, maybe his brother didn't actually have that great of a life. He just kind of mm-hmm. persevered better. It was more his mental attitude that got him through these hard events. Because they're brothers, so they shared a lot of the same losses yeah. and tragedies yeah. in their life. Um, and it, So then he just helps him. He helps his brother to just become a better person through pure force of what if? Because what if Aldano this whole time has been trying to become, like, somebody else? Mm-hmm. And he has to realize... He's just Rick. Yeah, he's just Rick. He doesn't need to be like his brother. He doesn't need to be like his dad. Yep. He doesn't need yeah. to be like anybody else. Yep. He's trying to work towards like this job, like his dream job, but he, he doesn't go for it. Mm-hmm. And he finally... So the final the final thing is he's, he's overcome these 
these hang-ups mm-hmm. and these, he's become comfortable with himself he's uh, his the girl that he uh, was with mm-hmm. or had issues with they've, they've solved those issues Wonderful. he's going into his interview and uh, uh, they say uh, are you here for the interview what's your name he's like just Rick and then that's like the, the elevator doors close. We don't see how the interview turns out. Just oh, going good. for the interview, that's what's important. It's like the end of Blade Runner when he just goes into the elevator. Plus, Paul Dano was a robot the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, I like that. So I'm using a rejig your dialogue a little bit. They're like, yeah. Uh, they're like, Richard? Just, just Rick. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And then they're like, Dick? No. <laughs> just what Rick. If, what, if, what if they say, uh, Oh, Rick? And he says, oh, just Rick. And they said, that's what I said. And he says, oh, no. <laughs> and Joseph Gordon-Levitt can really have this moment where, you know, we've only seen it painted the one way in the movie with flashbacks, that his life was perfect and that everything was great. But he can have this real breakdown moment where, like, maybe they're out mm-hmm. to dinner somewhere and then there's this big whole thing. It can't be out to dinner. It's got to be something more dramatic. No, it can definitely be at dinner. They're at the Red Lobster, and he just has a real breakdown. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely loses it because he's his brother's hero. He realizes, talking to Paul, but my life sucks. And he, he thinks just, he's like, a nobody. He thinks he's a real no one. And Paul Dano sees this and is like, oh, you just have to kind of push through and be yourself. And- Ooh, Paul Dano always sees the better part of somebody else, but he can't see the better part of himself. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I got a good revelation for you, too. <laughs> Paul Dano's character always looked up to his brother, but then you find out his brother always admired his little brother, Paul Ooh. Dano. Yeah. But what brings them together? Like, someone's got to die. Like Their dad, probably. Oh, no. Maybe the they already lost works. the mom, Yeah, and then the dad was someone who raised them. And they're all each other has left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is good. I'm I'm tearing up right now. Look at my guys. Confirmed. Should we? Should we? Oh my god. And then oh, wow. there's a hospital scene where Joseph Gordon-Levitt because he overdosed on he something. He overdoses, and then there's this like big dramatic thing where like you don't know if he's gonna make it. He overdoses over. on Red Lobster. <laughs> 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 Sorry, go ahead. No, he, he crammed like, his run- he crammed his cross so full of claws. Oh God, no! He like runs to the hospital and he's like he doesn't think he's gonna have anyone. Like his whole family unit is destroyed. Mm-hmm. But he runs in, and the nurses are like, "No, no, he's in there. He's in there. He's okay." And like he loses it in the hallway. Breaks but down. Yeah. He breaks down, but then he like puts on a brave face to go see him, and he's like hooked up to all these <laughs> wires and stuff. It's like so wild. But he put he he's you see him. Do but at first he puts on like too he's... brave of a face and he walks into the wrong room just <laughs> grinning like an absolute madman. Oh yeah, we no. gotta break up that tension. We gotta break up that tension with some comedy. And then he goes in and he's like, he is the rock his brother needs. And he was able to like, you know, put him first. And yeah, yeah. Oh, this is good. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to pitch it? <laughs> okay, let me see. <clears throat> yes. Are you uh, going up? Are you going up? To the top floor, sir. Oh, me too. Oh, me too. Because I'm, I'm pitching a big movie. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. I'm yeah. expecting a pitch any minute now. Oh, interesting. Maybe you're the person I'm supposed to meet with? Are you, uh, are you Rick? Yeah. My name's Rick. Oh, that's... <laughs> I guess that name was just on my mind for some reason. Yeah, actually, I wrote this screenplay called Just Rick. Uh, would you like to hear about it, sir? Oh, yeah, sure. So... Yeah, sure. pitch it to me now. I mean, I know we're... I'm 
might be more comfortable in my office where we were going to do this, but just, yeah, we might, let's save some time. Uh, before I did the pitch, though, as I was wondering, um, would you be interested in winning an Oscar? Uh, that's my dream. Then do I have the movie for you? Okay, we open on Paul Dano's face. Uh-huh. Is he and attached? Is he, is he what? Is he attached? Attached. To the movie? Oh, <laughs> we'd like him to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so picture this. Uh-huh. Paul Dano and yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt are brothers. Got it. Paul Dano is really hard on his luck. He has not uh-huh. been had, had a great life thus far. His brother, however, is doing very well in life. He seems to be very successful. He seems to have a wonderful relationship. Paul Dano has nobody. Um, mm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, the older brother, seems to have a wonderful, successful career. Paul mm-hmm. Dano has none of that. Um, he's been through a string of failures. Um, one day, their father dies, so they're kind of, the brothers oh, are reunited no. over the death of the father. And Let me guess, their mom's already dead. She's definitely already dead, so they are all oh. they have left. Very sad. Uh, and this is only the first five minutes. Jesus. It's a real, like, up situation. Uh-huh. Very emotional first opener. Over the course of the movie, Paul Dano is revealed that he has always looked up to his older brother. But uh-huh. then, here's the big twist. The older brother's life isn't actually all that well, all that put together. His relationship is crumbling. Coming. His career, um, he probably did a lot of Ponzi scheme stuff. It's crumbling. Oh. And he reveals that he always looked up to his younger brother. Oh, did the younger brother think that he actually looked up to the father? That's right. That's exactly. Oh. And Rick, that's the younger brother. That's Paul Dano's character. He mm-hmm. realizes that he doesn't need to be anyone, anything for anyone. He right. just needs to be himself. He needs to be just Rick. An important lesson. A very important lesson. The way you said just Rick just now, is that significant for some reason? Indeed. That is the title of the movie. Oh my gosh. Here's how much, how much, how big of a budget do you need for this? It's going to be a big one. We're looking for $1 million. $1 million. Here's a check. Oh, I hope we can make that back. Oh, that was easy. Two million dollars. Well, I'll just write you another one here. Shit. One uh, million. Ten dollars. million dollars. Checkbook's close, pal. Oh, we'll take our two million and run with it. It'll be an okay. indie smash hit. Man, this elevator is slow, huh? Yeah, it's a long elevator. Oof. Ah, uh, we didn't push the button. That's why. Uh, <laughs> all right, that was our show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it, Steve. I hope you enjoyed Louie Chunky Gravy. Louie. Am I French now? It's Louise. Louis. 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 So you can look out for us. Uh, <laughs> check out our social profiles. We got a Twitter. We're still yeah. on there, not like some other people. We got a YouTube page where we regularly post great stuff. Steve, you've been doing some monologues, which have been amazing. Yeah. We got some more stuff we got in the hopper. Um, New content all the time. Do all we still time. do Tumblr? Or did you like stop doing, stop maintaining that? Uh, no, I still we have, a, we have a Tumblr still. Dope. Oh shit. If you're on Tumblr, if you're a 14 year old girl in the year 2009. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that after they like got rid of the nudity, like almost half or something like that of Tumblr's user base just dropped. Yeah, I, I can I can see it. Yeah. Ah, my tasteful black and whites. 
All right. <laughs> That's it for this week. Tune in. Uh, Mine were next not time. tasteful and in full color. <laughs> bye, everybody. Uh, bye, bye. 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 We'll see you real soon. This has been an SM Experience production. Special thanks to Foamy and everything you can do in bed.